You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site, get out all that you need there for the 2023 NFL schedule release. It'll be out this Thursday, so we'll have the dates and times for all the matchups that we already know about all across the league. We know we are still sticking with that 17-game schedule, so we know the rotation of divisions and... For the most part, who teams are facing, we just want to know when these games are going to happen and when we can adjust our fantasy football schedules accordingly. So looking forward to that, to have the game set up here, to know which games are going to mean the most in critical times of the fantasy football season. So we'll break that down for you here later in the week as we get that schedule in hand. Here we need to finish our look at the updated rankings after the 2023 NFL Draft for fantasy football. We looked at quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Now it's time to turn the attention to tight ends. So we're looking at players on the expert consensus half-point PPR rankings on Fantasy Pros, how they're listed, and whether they're inflated or deflated based on results of the draft and really the offseason general free agency. So we've been doing that. If you miss quarterback, running back, or wide receiver, check those out there on the archives, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and follow for free, Locked On Fantasy Football. We are free and available on all platforms. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every dayers, we really appreciate you listening, uh, checking out our show every weekday here, all throughout the offseason and season as we bring you fantasy football insight to help you dominate your leagues. And if you're new to the show, welcome. And it's uh, time to get you on board on track to victory here in 2023 and beyond. So we'll get into the tight end rankings in a moment. Before we do that, I have to tell you that today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lockdown today to get 10% off your first month there. All right, let's uh, dive right in and look at the top of the tight end rankings. Not a surprise who's number one, still the king. It's Travis Kelsey. Now he even has time to uh, do a little bit of golf. He's going to be in the match with Patrick Mahomes versus Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. So Travis Kelsey feeling it. He hosted Saturday Night Live. He's the complete tight end now, and he doesn't slow down. He's into his 30s. He looks fantastic, keeps himself in terrific shape. He's the go-to guy for the Chiefs, and it increases. Tyreek Hill was not retained last year. They traded him. We know Kelsey was going to go off. He kept that up. Now they move on from Juju Smith-Schuster, so they get younger at receiver, and Smith-Schuster ended up being a really reliable top wide receiver for Patrick Mahomes. So Travis Kelsey in really good shape. They have a little bit more tight end depth behind him. Wide receiver could focus on a little bit more Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, and the rookie Rasheed Rice to help Marcus Valdez Scanling, but Kelsey locked in. There's nothing to say Kelsey's going to drop off here with any results for the Chiefs. 
All right, Mark Andrews is listed second. Andrews suddenly has a lot of competition for balls. Odell Beckham Jr. is in the mix. Don't forget about Isaiah Likely from last year's draft that filled in well for Andrews as a handcuff. You also have uh, another receiver that they took in the first round, Zay Flowers. You got Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman coming back. Beckham is in the mix. Nelson Aguilar. Does this really affect much? No, because Mark Andrews still has Lamar Jackson in the fold and Andrews Jackson. That is the more established pairing, right? Jackson's hardly had a chance to stay healthy and play with Bateman. You've had Flowers uh, coming in with Aguilar and Beckham. These are going to be new targets, unfamiliar, and likely played a lot where Jackson was not available. So keep that in mind. So Andrews is still the connection here. Just too athletic, too key of a target here all around in the Ravens offense. Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator, is not going to suddenly forget about Andrews here. So Andrews is like a wide receiver. He's really their wide receiver one, and everyone else trickles down off of that. It was also a pretty good draft for TJ Hawkinson. I know the Vikings did get Jordan Addison there, but uh, Vikings locked in. They moved on from Irv Smith, so they're not going to take a shot on him anymore with Hawkinson in the mix after the big trade with the Lions in the division last offseason. So Hawkinson should have a big role because Addison is a rookie filling in for Adam Thielen's old spot in the slot. KJ Osborne has been limited here, but Hawkinson really had a good connection with Kirk Cousins last year. And I really think that's going to develop. Now he's in a full season here. So Hawkinson displacing his Iowa buddy George Kittle into the top tier and top three here in half-point PPR, according to the expert consensus ranking. So really good for Hawkinson here as they move on from Thielen. Thielen takes away one key target who can compete with Hawkinson and Addison. I think he'll be effective and have some wide receiver four potential here. But Hawkinson locked in as an elite tight end as he'll get more attention. I think he'll be even more effective than we saw in Detroit, which was up and down. He had some spikes. He was okay as a tight end one, but here you can be a truly elite player working with Cousins in this particular offense with Kevin O'Connell. All right, that's the top tier. Those guys are separated. Then you drop into another tier here. George Kittle, I think you look at Kittle, I think you point him down a little bit. They added some blocking tight ends, a little bit more receiver depth. You don't know about the quarterback situation now with Jimmy Garoppolo gone. So I think you look at Brock Purdy, that would be good for Kittle, but we're not sure about the elbow. How does it work out with Trey Lance or Sam Darnold? So Kittle drops down a little bit. I still think he's in the second tier, but again, you have to consider all the things going around him in San Francisco. The next player up is Dallas Goddard. It was a decent draft. I mean, they didn't really go after any wide receiver help. Goddard's still clearly the third guy, so it's more status quo for Goddard from last year with Jalen Hurts, now locked and loaded with his lucrative uh, long-term contract. So Look at that. I think Goddard, no real change there. But I think one guy could displace these two and also challenge Hawkinson for that three spot, maybe even the two spot with Andrews. This is how key of a role I think Kyle Pitts will have here in year three. We know his uh, season was prematurely cut short by injury last year, but he's a key target. They didn't really address wide receiver in the draft, as many thought they would, to help Drake London. So it's Drake London and Kyle Pitts are the 1A and 1B as the key targets for Desmond Ritter, their new starting quarterback, taking over from Marcus Mariota. So Ritter's going to help because he's going to throw the ball a bit more. And you also have Jonas Smith coming in, which is key because that takes Pitts out of this blocking responsibility and allows him to be more of a hybrid receiver here to help. So there's no Calvin Ridley coming back. Ridley wasn't in the picture last year. We know with the suspension. No extra wide receivers. They only got like Matt Collins and Scotty Miller. There's not a lot there that you're looking at that are going to take away the key targets away from Pitts playing off Drake London. So I do like it. Pitts has definitely top three potential. The arrow's pointing up here 
based on the results of the draft. And Smith, don't forget about him again. Taking that blocking pressure off Pitts is going to focus him more on receiver and help out his new second-year quarterback. All right, there you have the top couple tiers, uh, the top six there, the top half of the tight end ones to look at in fantasy football and where they're valued here. So good news for Kyle Pitts. Uh, we'll look at the next group. They're finishing out the tight end ones, the top 12. So we'll go 7 through 12, and then we'll go deeper than that and see what guys are on the rise as sleepers or on the fall potentially as busts here. We'll do that in our final two segments here on Locked On Fantasy Football. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Really, it's uh, something that we forget about to do. We need to really think and spend time on ourselves. Uh, we spend a lot of time on other people. we got to balance the two. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. Uh, I do go to therapy, and one thing they talk about is cake. We all have certain pieces of cake, and once we run out of that cake, we need to find a way to replenish and know how we can give out more and do things for ourselves. When we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched too thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. I really recommend therapy highly. It's been a game changer in my life in the past couple of years. So really, it is a good way to get on it through BetterHelp because you can do it in a very comfortable and professional setting that is really going to be outstanding. So you want to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge so you can find the right fit for your therapy. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash LockedOn. All right, it is uh, time to kind of show here on Locked On Fantasy Football, and uh, we do uh, appreciate uh, BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode, and we will uh, be... Very thankful to check them out and in really a great site to check out. So BetterHelp, thank you again for sponsoring this podcast. We need to move on here and look at our tight ends in the second tier from 7 through 12 and where they're ranked here. We're, again, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, Lockdown Fantasy Football. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. Special shout out to you everydayers. Tomorrow on the show, we'll uh, break down more of the offseason here for you. We'll kind of put it all together and uh, see where we're at with the overall rankings. So we'll look at that. We looked at the individual rankings. We'll see where we're stacked here for potential uh, first few rounds of a mock. And then we'll get into uh, our schedule release there as well this week. So a lot of good stuff to come. A lot of good stuff right now to break down. Darren Waller is the number seven tight end here in fantasy football. And really... It makes a lot of sense. I mean, they don't have a lot of key targets there. He's going to displace Daniel Bellinger, so any value that he might have had is gone. Darren Waller comes over in the trade from the Raiders. You do have a tight end, decent offense here. When you look at Mike Kafka, his background with Kelsey and the Chiefs. you got Brian Dable with Dawson Knox and the Bills. So some history there. They need a key target. They didn't really invest too much in the draft. They got Jalen Hyatt as a big play threat, but Waller's a different type of receiver. Got Isaiah Hodgins, Sterling Shepard, and uh, Darius Slayton are all back. But Waller, if he's healthy, he's going to be productive. That's really the only 
question here with Waller. He's getting older. The wear and tear is there. I don't know how many games you're going to get from him. So I think overall the draft didn't affect Waller's value too much. But again, the injuries are, are probably already limiting him to this spot. This is the highest ceiling, I think, at number seven. Evan Ingram a little bit underrated after his big year last year. They did uh, get some tight end depth in the draft, but the biggest threat to Ingram's uh, value here is Calvin Ridley. Now you have Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, so more 11 personnel. Ingram will be worked in well, the former Giant, but again, fade a little bit. He's on the franchise tag. Again, too many mounts to feed can sometimes throw the tight end. We'd ideally like that tight end to be in the top three of the targets for a particular quarterback. Ingram, I think, falls out of that, given the way that Jones and Kirk played last year. And now you get Ridley, a bonafide alpha here. So a little bit downgrade for Ingram. Pat Freemuth in a good spot here. They didn't uh, really address the wide receiver with the Steelers. So he's still in that top three when you look at it with uh, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. They do have Calvin Austin, a big play threat there. But Freemuth will be in the mix with your second-year quarterback potentially breaking out in Kenny Pickett. All right, the next tier, those we round out the top 12 in fantasy football for half-point PPR tight ends. In the rankings, this is according to Fantasy Pros. David Njoku, not loving this draft for him because they got Cedric Tillman, the Browns did, to help. So a little bit more depth at wide receiver behind Amari Cooper and Donald Peoples-Jones and David Bell. Now you have a little bit of com- competition at tight end. So it's not great for David Njoku. You also have a, a quarterback now who's going to push the ball downfield. A lot of Njoku's production, of course, with Jacoby Brissett last year. So we're going to slip him down a little bit. Dalton Schultz in relation is underrated. So Njoku, Ingram, we're not feeling it too much. But Dalton Schultz, who else is C.J. Stroud going to throw to often? They really invest in Schultz. It was a bit of a surprise the Texans were able to wrangle them away from the Cowboys. But makes a lot of sense. They needed this type of receiver. They're transitioning to the 49ers-like offense. So we know there's a parallel with George Kittle and the usage there. You don't have a lot of receiver. They didn't really invest too much here. You do have uh, Robert Woods there as the veteran there, but you added a couple young players, Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson. So those rookies are going to need time to develop here. Nico Collins, I'm not sure how he's going to fit here. John Mechie just getting fully healthy. So it lines up really well for Dalton Schultz to be a key security blanket for C.J. Stroud in a nice uh, 49er-style offense here. So Schultz, the arrow points up for sure. They have some uh, depth and, and development behind it, but they did invest nicely in him for agency, so they're going to deploy him for sure in Houston. And Cole Komet, it wasn't a good draft for Cole Komet either as uh, they added a little bit more depth in Chicago. So, yeah, and really, you look at Robert Tunyon being a threat to Komet. So that was enough, really. I mean, Tunyon knows this offense really well because it's a Green Bay Packers style of offense. He's actually had more seasons in this style of offense than Komet. So, yeah, the draft wasn't great. Tunyon wasn't great. So for the value of Komet, so again, transitioning there and Komet uh, may be disappointing and not live up to the high expectations we had going into last year as a tight end one. All right, there's a look at the now six more tight ends. We're through uh, the tight end ones. We're going to look deeper to see if we can identify any sleepers, any players you might want to avoid that look like sleepers but are a bit of traps there. Again, we're breaking down stuff from the draft, so check out Locked NFL Scouting. We have great show there, as well as Locked NFL Draft. We're looking at 2024. What will the class of 2023 do as rookies? Check out both of those shows. They're also part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, including this one, Locked On Fantasy Football. All right, it is time to close the show and break down the tight ends out of the 
top 12 in that range. So tight end two borderlines all the way down a little bit to uh, get an update on those players. Chica Conquo is next. And uh, they added Josh Weil in the draft. The Titans did. So looking at a little bit of competition, but Conquo should be a key target. They didn't add a wide receiver. So Conquo and uh, Traylon Burke should be vital going forward for this Titans offense. So Conquo may be a little bit too low there. Greg Dolchich, they didn't draft a tight end in Denver, but they did go trade for one during the draft. That is Adam Troutman. Troutman really disappointed. Remember just a few years ago, we thought he was going to break out, but it was Juwan Johnson who stepped up and had some fantasy viability. But now he's in the mix, and why this worries us a little bit, Troutman does have history with Sean Payton, and Sean Payton, he's one of Sean Payton's type guys. We know what happened with Taysom Hill if you're a Sean Payton type of guy, so Dolchich, a little bit of competition there in Troutman for the key touches. Tyler Higby, not too excited about him, but they're developing a few things behind him with the Rams, so he falls in this tier there. Gerald Everett, I think, could be faded a little bit more with the Chargers. They drafted two wide receivers here. They have more tight end depth, so Gerald Everett maybe a cut also late if they feel comfortable with the other players on the team, so Everett, the arrow's pointing down. Dawson Knox completely down as well when you think about what transpired in this offseason. He's a 17 here. Dalton Kincaid is a few picks behind him at 22. So, yeah, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, same initials, same tough situation where they're going to share the ball here. So the only hope for Kincaid is he turns out to be a converted hybrid slot for this team, and he gets regular snaps that way. But definitely not good for Knox, the arrival of Kincaid. Mike Isecki and Hunter Henry, unfortunately, cancel each other out. It's a bit surprising that the Patriots were the team that went after Mike Isecki, but then again, it's a two-tight-end guy, Bill O'Brien. He's also a Penn State former coach, so he's going to have some ties with Gusecki. So Gusecki and Henry are there. Henry's buried way down in the rankings. I think they're going to cut into each other's work. Not very likely to see anything there. Juwan Johnson, maybe a little bit of forgotten man. There's a good chemistry between Derek Carr and tight ends usually, but this uh, wide receiver core is better than you think in New Orleans with Michael Thomas in the mix. If he's hurt and it's down to Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed, then that's good news for Juwan Johnson. The arrow will point up there. Another situation, this time with a second-year tight end, Trey McBride, Zach Ertz. Uh, we'll see how that plays out with the quarterback. But McBride and Ertz are ranked around Kincaid here. McBride ahead of Ertz. So Ertz can be a key target, but a lot of it dropped off with DeAndre Hopkins back. I think McBride is going to give him more of a push as now Ertz gets a little bit older and McBride settles more into the new-look offense. All right, outside of that group, you have uh, Taysom Hill. I don't know why he's there. Obviously, he's going downward here with the addition of Derek Carr. He's not going to get those wrinkle snaps that he did. And uh, also, Sean Payton influence is gone there completely. So, Taysom Hill down. No offense. He really can't look that way at all because, again, he's got Colby Parkinson. But the bigger concern is now Nat Jackson Smith and the Jigba in Seattle. And, uh, again, maybe more 11 personnel, less use of the, of the tight end, and especially throwing to them. Now that they have a legit target with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And then rounding up the guys that we're keeping track of, Hunter Henry there, yeah. The presence of Gusecki kind of really hurts both of those guys. I don't think you'll see that Rob Gronkowski or Hernandez combination ever happen again that we had with Bill O'Brien where both were elite tight ends. Simply not there, especially with Henry and Gusecki both having athletic limitations here. So more so a Gusecki is... Uh, more of a pass catcher purely. Henry is a good blocker all around, but neither is an explosive athlete, and that's uh, what's concerning there. So these tight end committees, no good. 
for fantasy football. Just uh, really head-scratching and makes uh, things a lot more complicated here. So interesting to look at those. But tight end is a different, interesting position. There's a lot more depth. There's youth that will be served here. Very loaded class. We know players are on their way. Michael Mayer, we're going to look at him with the Raiders and what can happen there. Sam Laporta with the Lions. So we're going to watch him as he replaces Hawkinson, who was traded in the middle of last season. Those are a few. Luke Musgrave there with the Packers as they reboot tight end completely. You also have uh, potential for big change at uh, different spots, including Dalton Kincaid displacing uh, Dawson Knox. So very exciting uh, landscape of tight ends. We need an infusion of that athletic pass-catching talent for fantasy football, and now you have it. All right, there's your breakdown of your tight end rankings. So stock watch here after the 2023 NFL Draft. Thanks so much for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today, every day. Every day, so again, we'll check out uh, the overall rankings and see what's breaking down uh, when we put positions together and, and kind of look at how a mock draft might play out here. We'll uh, do that for a couple shows here and look at uh, a few rounds there, and then uh, we'll have the schedule to break down for you on Friday. So a lot of good stuff there on Locked On Fantasy Football as we continue advanced scouting mode here all throughout the NFL offseason. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we'll check you out uh, tomorrow with a look at the overall rankings after the 2020 NFL Draft.